Gabby. Hello, and welcome to Slow Tat. What's Slow Tat? Never heard of her. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so now that we're doing this rotating schedule where one of us is not there for several mm -hmm. episodes, I am introducing a new segment that I like to call Grievances. Okay. So all of the issues that I had with your episode. All right, that's a good that's a um, good section. Yeah, well, because you kind of you kind of did that whenever Greg and I we we all yeah. did it together. But I just figure since one of us isn't gonna be there every mm -hmm. time for the most part, there's gonna be some grievances. <laughs> so we should uh, set aside a corner for that. Okay. Um. First of all, the Bowmans the Bowmans are clearly Protestants. They have said so multiple times but explicitly they said so in that whole conversation between jake and lip gloss where they were like is it okay to make out before church they had like a whole conversation but like he okay. specifically said protestants because we had a whole conversation after that where we were like we're catholics and they're protestants and like what's the difference and there was like okay. a whole convo so they're Sorry. definitely protestants well um i would say that was jake's but they go to the same church, I guess. They so, do. They do. Yeah. <laughs> um, hence, yeah, why he was he was dating her in the first place. Anyway, um, the other thing, uh, I can't believe you talked about Dawson's Creek without me. I was yeah, delighted. I mean, neither yet of offended. us watched it. So <laughs> I know, but I did watch it and I could tell you all of the things. Okay. If well, you ever had questions. It was brought up because it seems like several people are also in Dawson's Creek that are also in this. So oh, yeah. it will probably I, come up again. So you'll be yes. there eventually when it, it comes will up again. Continue coming up. Okay. Um also I already texted you this separately, but your whole tea story, I was there for that and I was offended that I didn't get a shout out because sorry. <laughs> the one single time you've ever drank in tea, I was there also drinking tea. I just feel yeah. like that's important information I'm sorry if you were here I would have been like hey remember that time we drank tea that was the only time I ever drank tea I was yes. more focused on the tea than the you wow okay um rude <laughs> anyway um I just also wanted to say that while we were there we also had uh I believe it's called a crumpet mm -hmm. and it's got like it's got like ricotta cheese but like with honey on it which sounds gross but it's not no yeah the crumpets were amazing actually yeah. but really delicious I've never had one since I guess I would go back just for that. I don't know where else to get it. Yeah, I mean, I should learn how to like make some myself because it doesn't seem that hard. Mm. And you could probably I don't just know. buy a crumpet. I, crumpet. I say I it doesn't seem know hard. It. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that was grievances. I enjoyed Thank you. your grievances. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So jumping right into the episode. Today, I will be bringing to your ear holes Unforgiven season one episode something I didn't write it down um just immediate tangent Unforgiven is also a Metallica song and so every Love time that. yeah it's like pretty good it's like <laughs> done the Unforgiven but like more Metallica -y than that mm -hmm. it's like pretty good but um has nothing to do with this episode unfortunately sure. so in the previously on um Ben and Amy kind of broke up, but it's kind of unclear, but it kind of becomes more clear in this episode that they did break up, but they actually mm -hmm. don't. And it's stupid. Yeah. Um, Adrian is trying to bang her brother. Leon and Donnie exist. Um, and then the Grace, Ricky, Adrian drama where Grace now knows that Adrian and Ricky are sleeping together, even though he's trying to date her, but he doesn't like her. He likes someone else. It's a whole thing. Okay. So that's where we're starting off. 
Um, we open on Amy in her bed looking the pregnantest we have ever seen yeah. her. She's got a full bump. She's caressing it. She's wearing these like tunic type tops now that I think are a lot more flattering than anything else she's had on in the mm-hmm. entire show. Um, and so she's she been is- saying for a long time that like she obviously looks pregnant and that she looks bigger and stuff, but she hasn't actually no. looked pregnant until the last couple of episodes. Yeah. Now sure. she's like, actually, there's definitely a fetus in there. Yeah. Um. So she's pregnant. And then like Ashley comes in and she's like, I want to skip school because I'm pregnant. And Ashley's like, yeah, no shit. But you can't just do that every time you're pregnant because you're always pregnant. So um, that's happening. Uh, there's a weird thing where, for some reason, Ashley has Veronica's ex-husband's wedding ring as like a, hey, I'm sorry I stole this money from you, even though it was my fault for hiring you because you're underage, mm-hmm. but I'm going to keep the money, but instead I'm going to give you my ex-husband's wedding ring. Yeah. I feel like I would have immediately said, okay, what if I sell this back to you for the tips that you just gave to me? Like, What if, what if, what? What if, she, like if Veronica like, sold no, no, no. What if Ashley, upon receiving this ring, says, okay, why don't I sell this to you for the exact amount of tips you just took from me? And I then guess. just got your tips instead. I it mean, just, I'm sure Veronica would rather have the money, so she was just, like, not yeah. gonna offer it back to her. I also would but rather have the money. She also money, didn't That's, want the ring. She's probably like, I don't want I this, do you? <laughs> I would say I no. guess that's a like, consolation prize. would well, you then, want this? Ashley could go sell it to someone else. Well, well, instead, she just Veronica could have just sold it for even more money. Yeah, and then given Ashley that money if she wants, or given it's, Ashley nothing. Yeah, there's lots of options. Anyway, it was stupid, and it was like clear that like the only reason they did this is so that Amy has a ring to give to Ben, and that's like a theme throughout this episode that she like wants to give him a ring because he gave her a ring, and now it's like an apology ring. It's mm-hmm. stupid. Anyway, um, and she's like, like she doesn't even. They don't even say that she's going to give it to Ben. She just holds the ring and she's like, Ben would never accept this. And it's like, first of all, what about him makes you think he wouldn't accept a ring? This boy is obsessed with rings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and second of all, like, Ashley didn't even say, like, oh, here, you should give Ben this. She was just like, oh, I have this. And you're just like, Ben would it's never hers now. This. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Also, um, imagine if apology rings were just a thing and you just had a, like, a ring collection of all the times people wronged you and had to apologize i think that's fun yeah but i don't have enough fingers for the number of people who have wronged me well, you, you stack them up several rings per finger i guess i i'd lose some dexterity at some point i just yeah, but your punches would hit extra hard i guess but like why would you give someone a ring so that they can punch you I mean, like if you're apologizing, it should be like, I'm apologizing to you and giving you this ring, and in return, yeah. you should promise not to punch me. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind and of. And I guess you like, punch people who don't apologize. Apology, apology ring, as in I'm giving you this, hoping that you'll forgive me and not want to punch me. But also, I mean, if you're apologizing, you're always taking the risk that you're not. If someone getting doesn't forgiven. Accept- the, maybe if someone doesn't re- accept the ring, they then punch you with all the rings they have from their other yeah, previous wrongs. Yeah, I forgave all these people, but you took it too far. That's a good point. 
Yeah. And the, the more forgiving you are, the more rings you get and the harder your punches are. Yes. That, that's a good system. Yes. We should implement that. Okay. Okay. Let's start that. So uh, Amy's sad. Ashley's like, it's okay. You try. You were trying to do the right thing. You just did it the wrong way, which is how is like inviting someone over to talk the wrong way? Like what would have been it a was better like way to way. have that conversation? The only thing, and I don't quite understand this drama between Ben and Amy, but it's literally, I think that she just didn't tell him about it until the day that it happened instead of a couple days earlier. Like she probably didn't even think about it it happening a couple days earlier. Well, she she says that she knew about it a couple, like she does say that. Okay. She's like, when, because he asks like, okay, when did you like decide on this? And she's like, I don't know, a couple of days ago, but like, a couple days still is just like, oh, it's not even like that big of a deal. Obviously, she's going to talk to him. Doesn't feel she the need to tell did everyone tell him yeah. before it happened. It was yeah. stupid. Okay, it's all um, stupid. Then Ashley is like, uh, well, I need to talk to Ricky because I want the baby to be adopted by Donovan and Leon. And Ashley is mad about this for some reason. She's like, what? You're just doing them a favor which is stupid. Um, she starts, I don't know if she's been doing this for a couple episodes now, but she starts calling the baby her nephew, which I think is weird because I feel like Ashley or Amy barely even refers to it as her son at this point. Like, it's only- Yeah, I think this is the first time Ashley does it because she's doing it to like prove a point. Yeah, and I guess like they know that it's a boy now. So it's like, they're more connected somehow. For some reason. <laughs> it's stupid. Um, and then, okay, even though she's mad about her giving the baby to Donovan and Leon, she then immediately says she wishes that she had been raised by Donovan yeah. and Leon. And I'm like, yeah, we all would. That's why this is a great fucking plan. Yes. Like, Don't the you baby's want a better have, life for you? Not nephew? only is the baby going to have, like, t- parents who are better than, like, Amy and Ricky, which is a low bar. Like, they're going to have parents that are better than, like, Molly and George. They're going to yeah. have parents that are better than almost anyone else on this show. Like, they love each other. They've been together forever. They are rich, apparently. Mm-hmm. Like, they really, really want a kid. Like, oh, they make great. good food. <laughs> they make good food. And, like, the fact that they're open to an open adoption is also yeah. huge. Like, you'll see later. We're not going to find that anywhere yeah. else on this show. Like, this is a unique situation. <laughs> you better hop on this train while you can. Um, and then Ashley accuses her of wanting to go through with the adoption just so she can keep Ben, which is literally the opposite of what he has been saying he wants this entire time. So yeah. I don't know where that's coming from. I guess it's just like, like if she, the baby's adopted, then she's not tied to Ricky anymore. Yeah. But it's like... Because Ben just suddenly realized that Ricky's always going to be a part of her life if she has a baby. And that's yeah. why he's reconsidering. Mm-hmm. So if she gets the baby adopted she never has to talk to ricky again yeah i guess i i guess but But also ben just says that he wants to raise a baby with her yes like over and over he explicitly was like do not get rid of this baby yeah and also like i like if they if their plan is as they say it is to get married as soon as they're 18 then Ben could adopt the baby mm-hmm. and then he would be the father. Like you just have to wait mm-hmm. a couple years. I don't know. Anyway. 
So, okay, now we cut to uh, Ben and Leo, who I realized in this moment has almost the same name as Leon, which I think is just lazy writing. They just, like, <laughs> couldn't really think of a new name, so they were like, oh, let's just add an end to this guy's name. They probably forgot that Leo was named Leo, because he is exclusively yeah. referred to as the Sausage King. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so now at this point, Leo, the Sausage King, is like supporting Ben breaking up with Amy. He's like, oh, like it's like, uh, it's good that you're putting your foot down. It's good that you're not, you know, standing, which is stupid because the specific thing he's mad about is not a good reason to be mad at her. But like, it, like what he should be upset about is the fact that it's like, oh, like you are having another man's baby and I'm kind of uncomfortable with that because I'm a 15 year old boy mm-hmm. but like his actual reasoning is he's like oh she didn't tell me she was going to have a conversation with the father of her baby it's it's yeah, I think Leo sausage king is just trying to be a supportive parent in every situation yeah. like but the situation keeps flip-flopping yeah <laughs> you gotta pick a side my dude and it, it, like I just wrote down, like it's stupid that he's like immediately like, well, maybe you shouldn't be together with her forever. When like three or four episodes ago, you were like, you should get married if you want to get married. And I think that mm-hmm. if you say you want to be with her together forever, then that's I believe you. <laughs> yeah. Like, but now it's clear that that wasn't true. So now you should be like, well, maybe you shouldn't be making big decisions like this if you're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Ben is saying how he thinks that Amy wants to be with Ricky again based on almost nothing and I just noted that in the background above his bed there is a weird uh like cut out picture of a factory that maybe it's like the sausage factory or something but it's like it's like just like color it's like color blocking it's like each like tower is like like one is dots and one is just colors and I was like that's an odd choice for like a teenage boy's bedroom Mm -hmm. I don't I'm not really sure what that's about but whatever falling in love okay so oh yes thoughts no. feelings i mean can't believe we just reached falling in love you know like oh my god <laughs> this episode is so much okay so now we're in the hallway and kendra who i will be referring to explicitly as kendra i do not remember what her name is in this show jake's fit girlfriend Okay. The mentee's sister. What is her name? Shauna. Shauna. Okay, whatever. She's Kendra now. Okay. Okay. Kendra calls Jack, which leads me to my IMDb corner. Now, this is a reverse grievance. Um, I would like to thank you for saving her for me. Yes, of course. (laughs) This was incredibly important to me. So, Kendra uh, was played by Bianca Lawson. Um she okay so the the reason i'm so excited about her is that she played kendra on buffy the vampire slayer which as we all know is my favorite show um aside from that she was uh born march 20th 1979 aries or pisces aries i think it's aries yeah i think in a pisces aries cusp possibly i know Um, that uh my april 1st is aries so yeah, I'm yeah, guessing because my, my brothers are also born. Yeah. First. So yeah. Slightly before I that th- would also be. I Aries. think she's a cusp. We'll see. Um, okay. So she's been in like a ton of stuff. A lot of it on um, 
is it abc family that this is on no is it what show is yeah like what channel okay. I, think, I think this was abc family possibly it doesn't matter or the cw the new cw no. I don't know. anyway it doesn't matter sure. she was in um the uncle awesome was in teen wolf vampire diaries pretty little liars which i think those were all like on the same channel as slow tat um she was in a little bit of american horror story apparently her like big thing was she was in a movie called feast of saints which i have not seen she was in dawson's creek briefly because just half this cast is in dawson's creek she was in sister sister did you ever watch that yes i vaguely remember it yes (laughs) it was from like the 90s and they were twins and i love that she wasn't one of the twins, but Tia yes. and Tamara something yes. were the twins. Twitches, right? Is that the same twins? They yeah. Yeah. They were they were the Disney twins, you know. I have very little experience with Disney. I only have experience with twins. Um, she was in My So-Called Life, which is also a good show. And of course, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where she played Kendra, who was the Jamaican Slayer who showed up because what happened was, is Buffy like died for a second. She like drowned and then someone had to like resuscitate her. And it was this whole thing where like, she was like dead technically. And like they had to do CPR and her vampire boyfriend was like, I can't do CPR. I have no breath. And so someone else had to do CBR on her. And, but anyway, she died for a second. And so like another Slayer got called and it was Kendra. And she was only on the show for like two episodes, spoiler alert, but she made a huge impact on the lore of the show. And she was like Jamaican and she had this like weird, very fake accent because they like changed what her accent was supposed to be at like the last second. And so she had to learn how to like talk Jamaican, but like the coach picked like the wrong dialect. It was a whole thing. Okay. Anyway. Also, in her fun facts, uh, there was a lot of very fun facts for her, but the two that I picked is that she um, played a 17-year-old on one show or another for over 17 years. Like, she started playing, (laughs) like, she played a character who was 17 when she was, like, 16, and then she continued playing high school characters until Pretty Little Liars, which was, like, 17 years later, which is really funny. (laughs) Um, And also, she's the stepsister of Solange and Beyonce Knowles. How? I have Wait. I have no idea. Connected I how? Like I have one of their parents. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't look into it. I love I was that very for her. That's yeah, very exciting. super exciting. Anyway, so that was IMDb Corner with Bianca Lawson, aka Kendra. So back to their phone conversation. Um, she basically tells Jake that she lied and she doesn't actually have a boyfriend, but the reason she lied is that she's 20 and he's only like 16 or 17. One of those, either way, it's illegal and they probably shouldn't date, but I guess they're going to anyway. Um, so, and she tells him that she doesn't like clingy. And then I wrote down, damn, she would hate Ben. And I think someone else (laughs) mentions that later when like, we'll get to it, but Mm -hmm. it's just funny. Um, so then he's like, I think like when he's hanging up, he's like, I love you. And she's like, what? And he's like, ha, just joking. I'm being fake. No, he's not. (laughs) You literally just told someone like you want to spend the rest of your life with her or whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Anyway, so uh, now we hop on over to Madison and Lauren, long time no see, mm. did not miss. Um, uh, I think they, like, they're immediately talking about Ben and Amy, and they're like, oh, he's like clingy and pretentious, so no <laughs> wonder they broke up. And I was like, retweet, girl. Yes. <laughs> um, 
someone's right about something for once. Yes. They start talking about Lauren's brother and Madison is like saying that like they should break up because Mm -hmm. like it doesn't even feel like they're dating and Mm -hmm. he told someone that he's a lazy dater which is true um side note to Lauren's outfit uh she's wearing a very shiny jacket with a chunky necklace and a white turtleneck which I feel like is not cute but it was it's very appropriate for 2008 like I feel Mm -hmm. like that's the type of thing people would wear which I just think is funny I don't love the necklace with turtleneck look I feel like people are trying to make it come back I feel like I've seen it again recently and I don't love it I just don't really like turtlenecks in general it makes me feel very claustrophobic like it's on my neck I've never been a fan of things around my neck just feel like it makes you really easy to strangle i don't <laughs> like that's not something that i need to aid in same with, like scarves like i'll wear them but i definitely take them off when i get inside because i'm like mm-hmm. get away from my neck anyway mm-hmm. um so lauren is basically saying that she madison shouldn't break up with her brother because then lauren and madison would be fighting and they can't fight because they need to be united front against Ben, which I'm like, why do I they have to fight? I do not track your logic, but I'm all for a united front against Ben. Yes. So however we get there, let's I'm get glad more this allies <laughs> against Ben. Yes. Uh, ladies against Ben. Okay. So now we jump over to Grace and Jack. And he's like, sorry that I told you that Adrian's sleeping with Ricky. I only told you that because of Kendra. And she's like, who the fuck is Kendra? And um, uh, he's like, oh, she's like, oh, this is the weirdest fucking part. He's like, oh, Kendra's the first girl I've liked since you. And then Alice just walks up oh and kisses at both of them and then leaves why very on brand for her but i wish i didn't have to witness it with my eyes she's like it reminded me of the face uh the jenna jenna marbles video that like made her famous it kind of reminded me of that except it's worse yeah like i have a version of that where like when i want people to get out of my way or something i'll go (laughs) okay so that would be just as weird Yes, but like I wouldn't. So we can't fault her on that. That's. I mean, yeah, but I just like didn't want to watch. It. Yeah. It's just the it, uh, and the fact that like she thought Jack liked her. But I mean, I guess they made out in the church that one time, right? I don't know. I had a feeling that uh, Alice was using him to like make uh, Henry jealous. Yeah, that and was their was whole using thing to make Grace jealous. So, so like, why would she be mad that he didn't like her? Yeah, I don't um, really get it. Anyway. So that happens, and then uh, Grace, she, like, backs up out of the conversation, and she bumps into Ricky, who is wearing a vest, and it's awkward, and then, like, Adrian sees them being awkward, and is like, because <laughs> it's awkward. Yeah. So that's where we leave them. Okay. Then Henry and Alice have a boring conversation um alice is mad that like she didn't know that ben and amy broke up which mm-hmm. honestly as the viewer i didn't even really know that they broke up so yeah I feel like, it was very I feel unclear like, i feel like they don't even really know if they're broken up so it's weird but then like henry's like well he didn't tell you because you're not his best friend and she's mm-hmm. like i'm 
I'm his best friend. It's just because you're, and I'm just she like, says, why are you guys? Yep. She says specifically, knowing things isn't the test of friendship, which I related to hardcore because I don't know anything about any of you guys. That's a good point. Um, also, it's like she says that like hatred for the enemy is the real test of friendship, which I yeah. strongly agree with. Yeah. But what I'm questioning is why is anyone fighting for the title of Ben's best friend? Why is that something anyone wants to be? I don't Other know. Than, I mean, like, he's I rich. guess they waste all their time around him, so they need to justify that. Like, aren't they best friends with each other? Like, aren't even they, though they're, they're like, dating each other, they were. But then are they, they not had, anymore? Wait, I think they're not because they had bad sex, and then like Henry went on a date with Ashley, so he likes her, but they haven't spoken. Didn't they try again after he went out with Ashley? Or wait, yeah, she, he went out with Ashley before they had sex. Maybe. Question there mark? There was a whole thing that they know. were like, we're going to keep having sex until it's good. And then we just never followed up on that. So they may okay. or may not still be having sex. Okay. And that's, but I'm just saying, like, I feel okay. like they are better with friends with knowing. each other than either of them are with Ben. Yeah. I mean, just that's how it's like seen. Lauren and Madison are with Amy, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I don't understand why, like, they're so pressed on these people who, like, don't seem to care about them at all, but whatever. Yeah. Um, then Ben shows up and they're like, oh, we're talking about how Amy is a harlot. And he's like, don't call her a harlot. And they're like, well, she's kind of a harlot. And I'm like, yeah, well, not really. I mean, yeah, it depends on your definition. Harlot, of harlot, I hardly but know it. That, exactly. Um, so now Mark Molina is there. I guess Ben goes to talk to him and he's like, I want to talk about my relationship. And Mark Molina is like, he started putting his foot down last episode, but now he has come yep. down hard. He is like, absolutely not. If you want to get talk out to school <laughs> yeah. or relationships or no school or college, school, colleges, something. whatever. Yeah. Otherwise get the fuck out. So Ben leaves. And Jack comes in. He's like, oh, I want to talk about the mentee program. And he's like, oh, finally, someone wants to talk about something academically related. And he's like, I really want to date this girl who's in the mentee, it's her sister or whatever. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, fuck you. Get out. Not talking about relationships anymore. Yes. Awesome. Good for you. Have proud we, of Marcus. Yeah. While I was gone, because I know we haven't, we didn't do it whenever I was here. Has anyone done Mark Molina for IMDb yet? I haven't. I don't think so. Okay. We should keep a log somewhere, but I'm not going to start that. Oh, you'd have to go back through every episode. That would suck. I refuse. Um, uh, If any viewers want to do that for us, please. Um, Yes, put together an Excel spreadsheet. Yes. Because he is only here for season one, right? Yeah, because later it's some blonde bitch and then it's Mimbalic. Is it specifically only season one? Or I guess I have no idea. Uh, why is this ending in 10 minutes if there's only two um, of us? That's a good point. I don't know. Well, n- next time we could do it with... Never mind. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay. I guess this will just cut in 10 minutes. It's but fine. Basically yeah, what I'm Mark saying Molina. is we should do Mark Molina soon before he yeah. leaves. Yeah. I mean, we there's no rules. We can do him after he leaves. 
I guess. I don't think we would remember to do it if he's not there all the time. But I'm sure there'll be an episode that's like so boring that like- Where we've already done everyone in the main cast. Yeah, we just like need some filler. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so Mark Molina is like, get the fuck out, Jake. I don't want to talk about Kendra. Jake leaves. And then Adrian comes over and she's like, hey, I want to do incest. And then he just leaves. He just gets up and leaves. (laughs) I would too. (laughs) I, I enjoyed okay I I was gonna say this off the top but like listen I'm not Greg I'm not delusional but like this might be my favorite episode there's several <laughs> moments in this that I genuinely was like okay that's good and okay we will get to it momentarily but there's some moments where I inserted some plot lines that don't exist oh but um I'm really excited about them. So we'll get to it when we get to it. I like the idea of us, like, just imagining the things that are going on in the background, like, particularly with Ashley. And I know that, like, her diary tells her, tells more about what she's actually doing in life. But, like, obviously she has a life outside of Amy's baby drama, but that's all we ever hear. Okay. Um, Speaking of Ashley, this is, I, I have some controversial things. Not about Ashley, more about myself. Sometimes, like, (laughs) okay. So sometimes I like to play like a little thought experiment when I'm like in public or like around people where I'm just like, who here would be the easiest to kidnap? (laughs) Just like if you see like children or even like, like adults or whatever, and you're just like, oh, this person looks like lonely and sad. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. And just like, Along those same lines, I feel like Ashley would be super easy to kidnap because no one in her family knows where she is at any given time. Yeah. She doesn't have a lot of friends. Um, her family hates her. Uh, she's sad. And definitely, like, if she ran away, everyone would 100% believe that she ran away. And mm-hmm. she seems very willing to just go yeah. around yeah. with strange adults. Like, Veronica, like, she doesn't know her. And she just went to this restaurant with her. And fucking the the pastor like she doesn't know him and she went to this church to meet him Mm -hmm. like it would be pretty easy to steal Ashley is what I'm saying you make a solid point okay I just wanted to establish that okay okay so back to the hallway Ben is sad uh this is another thing that I think makes this one of my favorite episodes is because a consistent theme is Ben being upset which is always a delight for me to witness um so Ben is sad in the hallway. This scene has no dialogue. It's just like Ben being sad. Amy walks in with her pregnant self. Uh, <laughs> they look at each other and then they look away and then they like walk past each other. And they don't say anything and it's awkward. Okay. And that's just the whole vibe of the scene is that they don't talk to each other. And that's, that's, I guess we're just supposed to interpret that as like they're like officially broken up now because they didn't say anything. You know, this reminds me just for the sake of having tangents, I'll bring yes, it up because it just popped into my head. Um, in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, there yes. is a in so like I've never seen the thing and mm-hmm. I read it while we were in the same room and I was describing it to you. There yes, is a scene without any dialogue. So in the like book version of it, it's just like stage directions and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's uh Scorpius and Albus. Had to think about their names for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh like on different staircases in Hogwarts and they like just fought or something. So they like mm-hmm. 
are doing the whole like oh I see you there but I'm not talking to you and like they're on like moving staircases and apparently in the show there's like it's a long time where they spend on this it's like a whole scene and it's really like a dance there's a song that goes with it in the background called like staircase ballet but I don't think they dance but it's a really nice song and I've listened to Mm -hmm. it and it's like really cute and emotional and like or like there there's words to it or no but like instrumental music has emotions Anna of course course. (laughs) um but I like the song and like apparently that's the best scene in the whole thing because like honestly it's a train wreck like any of the dialogue is awful so I guess that would be the best you ever had a dance recital that was like uh hardware or construction themed (sighs) that would be a really great addition it's like staircase ballet. ballet um also very random tangent so i i texted carrie and several other people a song recently Mm -hmm. um it was called oh anna and it's about me um but it's by this band called mother mother that i've gotten like really into have you heard of them i have heard of them i have two i don't remember what the first one is but there's another is it burning pile no there's a song called dance and cry that i have saved on like one of my playlists that i like to listen to okay yeah, that's good. Um, they I just got like super into them uh, like over the weekend. There was like a whole, I don't know. I just got super into it. And they they have another song called Body, where it's okay. basically like, it's just like describing different body parts. And it's like, take my eyes and throw them away. Take my lungs and run. Take my arms, they get in my way. And it's just wow. like, tear my body apart and throw it away. And I think, I mean, I I literally looked this up to see if anyone had done like a contemporary dance to it, and okay. a few people have. They were like, okay, but like, I feel like it would be really cool for you specifically to make a dance to this song. I will listen to it and consider it for sure. Okay, I'll probably send it to you after this in case you forget. But like, I'm just like, I'm listening to it and it's got like a good beat and it's like, there's like violins going on. It's really, and it's like, it like alternates between like, and then there's like, so anyway, it's like pretty good. I'm excited. So yes, anyway. Um, those were our tangents. Things are awkward in the hallway. Okay. Um, now next comes a few scenes that I don't really care about. So mm-hmm. get ready for that. Um, okay. we're at the Jurgens. Um, Molly is like putting some flowers out and George is like, what, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, these prospective parents are coming over and I'm going to meet with them to decide if Amy should meet with them. And George is like, well, shouldn't I meet with them? And I, the only real thought I have about this whole thing is like, why isn't Amy meeting with them? Like, why isn't Amy really headlining this push for adoption if it's really what she wants? Like, why are her parents in charge uh, of it? I think that Amy is still kind of flimsy on if she wants it or not. And Molly yeah. is the one who is the most secure and that's what she wants. Yeah. So it's she's just, just weird taking to me. the initiative. It's weird to me because based on what I have seen in movies and TV, mainly Juno, like if you like if you are a parent who wants to adopt a child, like it would be weird for me at least to meet with the grandparents of the child it's I might be adopting before I even meet feel, with the mother. It probably doesn't feel as weird when you know that it's a teen mother. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I would still be like, I like, I, why am I talking to you? You're not having a baby. Like, yeah. 
because it would feel like a waste of time because like obviously if i'm talking to you like she probably is a little wishy-washy on it which Mm -hmm. she is and then i don't know i i just already would be getting weird vibes from it and then uh george ends up ruining those vibes entirely so whatever um now we cut to the bowman's um mrs bowman is cleaning out the fridge and she takes like a big swig of this fridge wine and mr bowman walks in and he's like ah am i interrupting something and she's like oh it's the uh the cooking wine it's gone bad and i'm like what like is that a thing that can happen don't worry i'll address it later um but basically he's he's just mad that um she she's he's like she's like are you gonna give me a lecture and he's like no but i'm still mad that you lied to me about cheating on george and that's why we haven't had any sex lately and she's like oh i just masturbate while you're gone and he's like oh i'm into that i'm very uncomfortable with this whole conversation yeah she says he has a perfect butt and asks him to forgive her he's like okay that's the name of the episode unforgiven so now um, the unforgiven has become forgiven because he forgave her after she um, told him he had a perfect butt. And then okay. they're like, where's Tom? And she's like, he's upstairs. I have a comment on. On the Bowmans? Yeah. Okay. Do you ever just start a recording mid-sentence? Yeah. That's going to cut together real <laughs> nice. Um, um, okay, so uh, as I was just saying, the Bowmans, uh, they have been forgiven. Yes. So the, you can say your comment yes. now. So my comment is, am I imagining the plot line where after Mr. Bowman dies, spoiler alert, don't yes. they find out that he also had a secret family in like Africa? Or am I imagining that? It's possible. I, th- um, I, I, am I don't remembering... know if it's a secret family. I know he did go to Africa and there's a whole thing that's where like, why, Grace yeah. did someone from Africa. But maybe I thought it was found out that like he had a secret affair in Africa and had a kid there and everything. Yeah. I might I have made that up in my head. remember that. But um, spoilers on spoilers now since we don't give a fuck. Um, yeah he dies in like the first episode of season two yeah yeah that's coming up so soon (laughs) i'm i'm pretty jazzed for that so um Um, but yeah because her mom is talking about like oh you're so perfect and like uh, i wish you would do something wrong so that i could get mad at you and i'm just like oh i feel like he he has done some wrong things yeah who knows anyway so they're like gonna go have sex but she's like oh tom is here he's mad at tammy and like they never really explain what he and tammy are fighting about like i know that they make up before the end of this episode but like i would like more scenes between tammy and tom i want more details on their relationship i want to know what is going on with them i'm (laughs) heavily invested more than almost any other relationship in the show yes um so now we cut to a very quick scene where it's just Molly upset in the living room. No dialogue, just her walking around being like, <laughs> and then that's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to the adoption parent people in the garage with George and low key, they're kind of dicks. 
like Mm -hmm. about the whole situation like the wife is mad that a 15 year old is more fertile than her and very bitter and it's like maybe go to therapy before you decide to be a parent like (laughs) you need to sort out your own shit yeah um then like George brings up the idea of like an open adoption and the wife is just like total dick about it she's like no I think it would be too confusing like our parents are their grandparents and I don't want it to have two mommies and two daddies and it's like dude like like you're like coming to these people asking to have their baby yeah maybe be a little bit more understanding well also that whole thing I'm just like don't you want as many people to just love your child as possible yes why is like, that a bad that's not thing? a bad thing yeah that was like a whole plot point on friends where they were like oh like isn't it like some kids don't even have one parent yeah. who loves them. And here's a kid who has like five parents, like five people awesome. who are like willing to take care of it and love it and support it. Like that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and then apparently like George like tricked them into meeting with him instead because he said that uh, Molly has mental problems. And then as he's like ushering them out, Molly sees them and it plays the George music, which you did talk mm-hmm. about with Greg. And that was one of my, not a grievance, just a comment, just that I al- yeah. have also noticed yeah. that whenever it's supposed to be like, haha, whimsical, like it plays the George music. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there are a couple other places where I've noticed they play that music, but I always call it the George music because <laughs> it's annoying. And it's usually like scenes that are like low-key kind of fucked up and they're just playing like yeah and it's like this isn't that funny like this is kind of (laughs) shitty anyway i just don't understand why george is the only one who gets a theme song it's not i have noticed really similar music with other in other places it's just the most noticeable for him they play it most often for george because he's the most likely person to be doing a shitty thing but we're (laughs) supposed to think it's funny and so they play the music so we don't think it's that shitty but it's like actually shitty yeah anyway um so now molly and george are fighting and she's just mad that like he sent the parents away which like she should be like they're trying to like find someone to take care of this baby and he's Mm -hmm. actively fucking it up um and then donovan calls molly um he's sitting on a chair in the furniture store that is 899 dollars, which i feel like is a lot for a chair but bro i went to live in furniture while my parents mm-hmm. were moving i was blown away at how expensive all this furniture was i was just like yeah. i was used to looking at wayfair and stuff while i was yeah. moving and like everything is pretty affordable on wayfair whenever mm-hmm. you go to a real furniture store yeah chairs end up being like a thousand dollars which is ridiculous That's true greg and i there was like a a furniture store around us that was having like a closing sale mm-hmm. and we were like oh hell yeah cheap furniture let's go mm-hmm. and like even okay literally there is a painting on the wall of a horse, just a horse, nothing else. And I was like, this is amazing. I have to have it. And then I asked and they were like, it's $90. Mm-hmm. And I was like, for this fucking horse picture, like I could paint that myself yeah, that's for $90. What I was say. <laughs> like, that also whatever. reminds me, I was doing a thing. I was going to print out something for my mom and frame it and give it to her for Mother's Day. Okay. Oh. I, oh, I have something that I would like to frame and give to your mom also. Okay, for cool. Mother's Day, just for unrelated reasons. Continue. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yes. Um, but I looked into these like printing services that will like just frame it for you. And yeah. to print it and frame it, 
it's like $40. And I was just like, excuse me. And what I ended up doing was getting Walmart to print it for $2 and buying a $6 Mm -hmm. frame at Walmart. I did the same thing that they were offering for $8. What is anyone paying for that for? I mean, like, uh, hypothetically, it like looks more professional. It doesn't. It it doesn't. Not really. No. 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 Scams everywhere. Um. Okay, tangent off my thing about the horse, though. Yeah. Did you hear about the horse who won the Kentucky Derby? I did not. Oh, his name is something weird. I don't know. They're all weird. But it was basically, there was, like, all these horses, and there was one who only had, like, a 1 in 80 chance of winning. And he was, like, way in the back. And it was, like, down to these, like, two horses at the front. And then he just, like, zoop, zoop, zooped his way up there and passed both of them and won the whole Kentucky Derby. And then afterwards... So I was trying to interview like the jockey who was like okay. on him. And for some reason they were both on horses <laughs> when this was happening. And they were trying to do this interview where they were both on the horses and the horse that won kept trying to bite the other horse on the uh-huh. neck. And then they had to like force them apart. But it's like, it's not like a car and you could just drive it away. Like it's like it's a, horse a living animal. thing with like, its own mind he was just decision like, making. Fuck you. I won this race. I am a champion. <laughs> I will bite his neck if I want to bite his neck. And yeah. I'm like, honestly, like, get it. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. As Olivia Rodrigo yeah. loves to say, good for you. Anyway, um, this has been horse tangent. Okay um okay so donovan's sitting in his expensive ass chair and he's like hey molly do you want to talk about the adoption and she's like the what and then we cut away so basically he thought that george would have already told her about the adoption Mm -hmm. and she didn't but who cares um now we're in the hallway again it's madison lauren and amy now they're talking about how ben is weak and Amy's saying that she wants to apologize, but Lauren's like, you don't have anything to apologize for. You didn't do anything wrong, right. which is true. Um, and then Amy is just saying, like, she just really wants to give the baby up for adoption so she doesn't have to be tied to Ricky. So I guess, like, what we were saying, what Ashley was saying yeah. earlier is true. Like, she literally is just making her decisions based on whether or not she can keep Ben, which I feel like is not a good uh foundation for making decisions about your child but whatever um and then amy's just talking about how she wants to apologize to ben and fix everything and give him this ring so that she can win him back and i'm like you don't need to win him back first of all like literally your life is complicated right now because you're having a baby maybe you don't need to have a boyfriend at all like maybe you don't need to date ricky or ben maybe just focus on your own shit until you birth this child and then deal with it later. Does you know? Lauren say that to her? Sort of? Kind of. I think, like, her thing, like, Lauren makes a point where she's like, I don't know, Amy, maybe he doesn't want you back or something. Which, like, I don't think that's true. Like, I don't think that, like, he doesn't want the relationship anymore. I just think that, like, maybe you shouldn't want him back right now. Right. Maybe you should just deal. Like, the whole reason he stepped back is so you could deal with your shit. Maybe you should deal with your shit. At some point, Amy's like, but he's the best thing that's happened to me this whole year or something. Yeah. <laughs> I assume that was because they were trying to tell her that she's better off without him or something. Yeah. Or that but like again, this year has been a wreck. Don't you want to just forget just like, everything about this year, including Ben? Yeah. 
and like when she says that that like he's the best thing that's happened to her all year it's just like it's such a low bar like (laughs) you had an unexpected pregnancy and your parents are getting divorced like any like anything that happened to you is better than that so like and that's like another reason why like you maybe shouldn't trust all your feelings in this relationship is because like a it's your first relationship and you're 15 but b like you're going through so much other shit like you're obviously going to cling to this person more than you normally would. And Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily healthy. No. Um, Yeah. And then I think it's Madison or something. Someone says like, uh, if Ben doesn't buy you jewelry, then he doesn't deserve you. And I just took a big issue with that because it's like, you don't, this idea that just like men have to like buy you things always annoyed me. I'm just like, go buy your own shit. Like, (laughs) I don't understand that. Whatever. Okay. So now- were with Henry and Alice. Oh, yeah, they're talking about how um, the this whole situation is Alice's fault since she's the one who told Ben to date her in the first place, mm-hmm. which is, like, kind of true. And then uh, they talk about how Amy is the one who's really at fault because, like, she knew that she was pre- pregnant and she lied about it, which is true. But then they use the word bamboozled. And then Ben walks up and he's like, I wasn't bamboozled. I don't know how actively Amy ever lied about it as much as just didn't tell about it, which I don't yeah. like whenever people call, like say lies of omission. I don't think that that's a thing. Lying yeah. is just straight up like saying something that is untrue. I think if something yeah. is left unsaid, that's not considered lying. And sometimes yeah. you just don't need to tell people things. That's true. Like, I think there are like like the omission thing can definitely be fucked up it's like Mm -hmm. in certain situations but like like once he did know that she was pregnant like she was upfront about it at that point so i don't like i don't think that was a lie yeah really because like and at that point like she was still struggling with dealing with it herself yeah like i feel like expecting her to just be super open with everyone about that is a little unreal like she hadn't even told her parents yet at that point like whatever exactly um okay I have uh, a few notes about Ben's locker because we do see I don't know if we've seen it before but all I could really pick up on was the background is flowers and then he's got a picture of a fish and money and that just all of that seemed so on brand for me I don't know why the fish just hit so hard but I was just like of course he has a fish (laughs) like I would have I if you had asked me before, I wouldn't have known this, but I would have been so shocked if he didn't have a fish in his locker, you know? Yeah. Like, like are we doing like a printed out picture of a fish? It was like a cut out picture of okay. a fish. Interesting. Like he wasn't holding the fish. Cause I can't yeah. imagine him going fishing. I just feel <laughs> like he wants people to think that he goes fishing. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then he says that he needs a sign that Amy still loves him and we will, we will get to that in a few scenes. Okay. Now we have reached my favorite scene in the entire show thus far. Okay. So it's Grace and Adrian. Yes. Adrian's like walking up the stairs and then Grace is like, hey, you or something, whatever. Basically, they start to fight because yeah. like they're they're both have they're both like Ricky, whatever. They're fighting. Uh there's a few specific lines that i think are great uh there's the part where uh grace is like stop having sex with every guy i go out with which is like (laughs) yeah 
I mean, literally, she's yeah. been with two guys, and Adrian has had sex with both of them yeah. while she's dating them. So, like, good burn. Adrian's um, comeback doesn't burn as much. I don't even remember what it was. It's like, stop or stop going oh, out yeah. with guys that I'm having sex with. Like, she was, whatever. Yeah. Um, then uh, Grace calls her the B word first, and they start <laughs> circling. And it's like, <laughs> it's like this whole, like, they're witches. Like, it's like some Harry Potter, like. <laughs> Literally the final battle of Harry Potter. <laughs> it's hot. Okay. And then, um. Adrian calls Grace a Bible-thumping two-faced virgin, uh-huh. which I feel like is just excellent writing. Yes. Um, and then she's like, what are you going to do, pray for me? And Grace is like, yeah, God help Adrian because she's a bitch. And I'm like, hell yeah. Yes. I it hits so much harder coming about from her. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. Here's the thing that I don't love about this is when they do start fighting and they're like grabbing each other's hair and stuff, it starts playing the George music. Doesn't this is the part because I don't I think didn't it's notice. appropriate here. It's like this is a very serious, very important scene. Mm-hmm. And like we don't need any background piano. But anyway, so they're like fighting, they're grabbing each other's hair, everyone's like circling them and watching and like, yeah, like fight, cheering, fight, yeah. Fight. And then Grace starts like laughing, crying, right? And then they kiss. Okay, so they start like kissing in the hallway and then everyone's like cheering and they're like, hell yeah, way to go, you guys. And then they like they look at each other like deep into their eyes and they're like, yeah. And then they like walk over to Ricky and they're like, hey, Ricky, you can fuck off. And then they go home to uh, Adrian's house where her mom is not home and they make out some more and then they decide that they should get married. And in this universe, it's actually allowed because uh, it's like double jeopardy because it's 2008. So gay marriage is illegal, but they're also 15, which is illegal. So it cancels out and then they get married and they fall in love. And that's how the show ends. Whoa. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yes. Okay. So um, isn't, they do experiment with each other in like season four or five, don't they? I don't remember that. I but think I would they do. It. I think they do. I, I am shipping this so hard right now. I'm, I'm into it. This is a relationship, <laughs> and like, you get. I think you'll see development in that. <laughs> I hope so. Anyway, so unfortunately, that's not what actually happened. They just kind of start laughing, and then they both say that they're sorry, and they agree mm-hmm. that Ricky is the worst. And Adrian's like, I don't even know why I'm fighting about him. I want to date my brother. And then they're both like, we just want a good and faithful husband, which is like, mm. Mm. like the writing was so good two seconds ago. Like, why do you have to whatever? And then they're like, "Um, do you want to like go get some coffee? So they go on a date. And then they Um, genuinely hang out with each other. Yes. Instead of the awkward hanging out that they've been doing before. So great. I love it so much. And as they're walking away, Adrian like ruffles her hair and is like, your hair looks good messed up like that. And Grace is yeah. like, you too. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So I do think is- I enjoyed them like laughing and then just being like, this is stupid, whatever, after their fight. Yes. It was cute. But I also yeah. enjoyed their fight a lot. I yeah. just every that was I personally would have I don't like the whole just like I don't understand they just grab each other's hair and just like yeah. swing in circles like fight choreography could have been better do you but... think they had stunt doubles for that because mm. when they're like bent over with their hair I mean you don't see their, see their faces for sure yeah. but like would they need stunt 
stunt doubles for that a lot of times okay like I know this from listening to like the office podcast mostly because they talk about like the making of it a lot but like there's a lot of things where you would think you absolutely don't need like someone just like a box falls near them and like they'll off they'll have a stunt double just because it's like it's like the rules of Hollywood and like some people choose to do their own stunts anyway Mm -hmm. but it's like there's like this whole rule where like they have to hire a stunt double so you have the option to not do it and like there's this whole thing where like the stunt people will like ask you to let them do at least one because they get paid for a full day if they do at least one of your stunts so like I don't know but it it may have been stunt doubles when that happened at some point anyway so uh now we cut to Ricky and Amy still in the hallway um Amy is saying that like she's not even sure if she and Ben broke up and Ricky's like I don't know you seem pretty broken up uh he calls Ben a wuss which I think is accurate Mm -hmm. um and then he's talking about how he doesn't want to do the adoption because he's like oh just imagine the baby with its helpless tiny feet and then you just hand him to a stranger and I'm like imagine a baby with helpless tiny feet and you just hand him to a teenager like how is that better it's not I don't understand but like Amy starts crying because she's like struggling with this and he's being a dick about it and so Mm -hmm. they hug because he's like consoling this pregnant girl who's crying about having to give up her baby Mm -hmm. and then like Ben walks in from one side and Adrian and Grace walk in from the other side and everybody sees it and Ben is like whoa this is my sign Amy clearly doesn't love me anymore because she's like receiving comfort from the father of her child whatever while you are actively ignoring her yes like if you wanted to be there to comfort her then like you could have been the one hugging her like that i don't know yup anyway so that makes everything even more awkward than it already was so now we cut to adrian and grace at adrian's house right where i wanted them um, they are eating donuts, pretzels, and ice cream, which I fully support. I mm-hmm. think that's a great combo. Um, and uh, Grace is like, thanks for having me over for dinner, which I think is intentionally <laughs> funny. Yeah. Like, it was like a funny comment that it's like, oh, it's dinner, but like, they're clearly just eating garbage food. Um, so I thought that was good. And then they're talking about how they're like, oh, I can't believe Amy would do that. Would literally hug, hug someone. Ricky. Yeah. It's so stupid. Um, and then they're talking about like they're like, oh, what is she doing? She's married. And then she's like, oh, she didn't look very married today. It just, I don't know. They're 15. They're 15. And like, even why if did you're not 15, you're allowed to hug people. Yes. Like hugging is not cheating on someone. No. And even if it was, like everyone's confused about whether they're even together right now anyway. Yeah. So like literally none uh, of those people were like in committed relationships at the time that it happened yeah and it's a hug yeah anyway um so they're talking about how like the the marriage seemed pretty real because they committed themselves to god or whatever and then um grace says that she wants to marry ricky and then adrian's like you don't want to marry ricky and then grace is like i bet ricky thinks about me when he's having (laughs) sex with you which is like i I don't I don't know if that's true but like a gross thing to say yeah and then Adrian is like I don't know he's either thinking about you or he's thinking about Amy mm-hmm. so I guess his just mind is all over the place who cares 
um honestly he's probably just thinking about himself because he's kind of self-centered yep. and um his relationship with sex is unhealthy and we've established yep. that um he's thinking about okay. his dad <laughs> uh, uh, <okay>. <laughs> Moving on, moving right along, we're at the Bowman's, uh, they fucked, and she is like, you should go get me two to three cookies and milk for some post-sex munchies, and he's like, we should have another baby, and I just want to point out that this is terrible timing for this, because he's about to die, so like, you gotta consider these things whenever you're asking your wife Your potential almost death, yeah. Because like, imagine if- they had had a baby and then she's like she's all stuck with a baby basically in amy's situation where yep. she's like i have this baby and no one to help me take care of it now i yep. gotta take care of no job does she have a job no. i don't know she seems like a working lady but she's also yeah. at home drinking cooking wine in the middle of the day yeah so i think they live off of marshall's doctor money yeah but like every i don't know we see her like dressed all professional like so maybe she has like a Maybe she's like a salesman or something, like mm-hmm. part time. Who knows? Well, because like Grace is in school and like Tom is a grown up, so like she doesn't need to be home all day. So like if she wanted to have a job, she totally could. Yeah, but so could Molly. I mean, her kids are in school all day. That's a good point. Yeah. Whatever. Um. Uh. She thinks he's suggesting that they adopt Amy's baby, and he's like, "No, but we should adopt a different baby." Mm-hmm. I don't really. I don't know why this is a conversation. Whatever. Why does then, he want this? I don't know. Probably because he knows he's about to die and he's just trying to grab life by the horns. You know? Yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, or so, he had a secret baby in Africa and is oh, and he's suggesting like, oh, that they adopt it. Adopt it. Yeah. That's, whoa, that's a good point. Difficult to uh-huh. explain why you would choose that specific baby, but whatever. <laughs> um, so anyway, Mrs. Bowman goes to get the cookies and she runs into Tom and Tammy, who are wearing bathrobes uh-huh. and eating sandwiches. Um, and Tammy calls Mrs. Bowman mom because yeah. she's like, Well, we're gonna get married someday. And Mrs. Bowman is like, Please don't do that. <laughs> um, which is funny. Um Tom says we were having a lot of fun and now we're hungry, clearly insinuating that they yeah. had sex, which if they had, they are both adults. Mm-hmm. They're allowed to have sex if they want to have sex, but whatever. It's Turns because out- they're not married that she has a problem with it. No, but they, they tried to get married and you said no. So it's like, mm-hmm. you, they're not allowed to get married to have sex, but they're also not allowed to have sex before they're married. So like, what is it that you want? You just, whatever. Um, so they were actually just in the hot tub uh, Mrs. Bowman asks if Tammy can even swim. And I'm like, is this racist or ableist? Possibly both. Also, it's a hot tub. Right. Uh, I did. Okay. I'll save it for my episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. We still have another episode to do. Yeah. Kill me. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so also you don't need to be able to swim to sit in a hot tub. It's like two feet deep. Whatever. Um. So, uh, Mrs. Bowman is like, whatever you do, don't have sex, and then leaves. Tammy is like, she thinks we would have sex. We would never have sex. And then Tom is like, what would you think about having sex? And Tammy's like, not until after the wedding. And Tom is like, Mm -hmm. you're the boss. Mm -hmm. So that's the dynamic of their relationship. He's good at Um, respecting boundaries. 
Yes. Love that for them. So now we're with Jake and his mentee, whose name is Duncan. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about math. He's like, if X is, or if Y, half of Y is X, then what is X? The answer is 2X. Um, I solved that equation in case anyone <laughs> was wondering. I was like, whenever they started talking about it, I was like, oh, hell yeah. I'm gonna, like, so- it, it's it's no. literally the easiest shit. But then he's like, I don't know, ABC, which is like, okay, dude. Um, and then I had the question, why is Jake teaching math? Because clearly he is dumb. So I why related to this. I related to Jake in this moment because really? last year I would I had open tutoring hours at a mm-hmm. middle school and high school, and people would just come in doing like trigonometry and calculus, and they'd be like, Okay, tutor me, and I'd be like, okay <laughs> let's read the textbook together and see if I can figure this out yeah I let's was not google it together literally <laughs> yeah I guess he's he's there more as like a a role model yeah. but like yeah. <laughs> he, he's not doing a good job of that either no. <laughs> um they're both drinking fringe soda and someone calls someone clingy I think it's Duncan calling Jake clingy. I didn't write yeah, it down. Yeah, it's Duncan. Duncan says like, you know, I don't like clingy either. Oh. Referring to him being a clingy tutor. <laughs> I so I, get, I yeah. guess he's clingy. Um, and then, so whenever Jake leaves, Kendra is like, I'll walk you out. And Duncan's like, what, a whole three feet to the door? Because he's clearly annoyed that they're trying to date because it's a yeah. terrible fucking idea. Yeah. Um, because Jake is a child. And then whatever. So Jake walks outside and then he like waits for her. And then Kendra comes out and he's like, I thought you wouldn't, you weren't going to come. And she's like, of course I would come, whatever. And then they make out and then they're like, do you want to hang out on Wednesday? And she's like, or someone's like, I go to church on Wednesdays. So I guess they're going to go to church together, which I don't, they don't show us that, but I guess she has, she has a dramatic reveal in that she's a Christian. She's like, yeah, I have something to confess to you. I'm a Christian too. <laughs> like what? Who okay. cares? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. She also has a specific comment where, or he has a comment where he's like, it must be hard to believe that I'm a Christian based on what we did on our first date. And it's like, did they fuck already? Like, is that mm-hmm. what happened? Cause if he's referring to what we saw last episode, they literally were just sitting near each other on a couch. Yeah. <laughs> so is that like an anti-Christian thing to do? I'm really confused. <laughs> whatever and then they say goodbye and they both say peace be with you in case we didn't notice they're christians do protestants do that i don't know is she protestant is that a catholic thing i mean i don't know anyway i don't know i we definitely did say that and then we like shook hands it was well yeah it was a thing and then they changed it to and with your spirit instead of also with you yes there's like a whole joke when people say it's like the star wars thing they're like the force be the force be with you and you're like in with your spirit but no one says (laughs) in with your spirit whatever um okay so now we're inside with duncan and kendra and he's like yo please don't date a 16 year old and then he has this line where he's like two rhymes with you rhymes with don't get arrested and then i wrote down duncan hashtag rap god yes he's just busting rhymes left and right over here uh is he we'll wait till his imdb but i think he might actually be a rapper oh i I feel like i saw that he is actually high school age because i looked that up because i was like 
this is stupid he looks older than jake but he's actually like 17 in this right so maybe 18 but like it's interesting anyway but then he makes a good point that he's like yo i'm too old to be adopted and you're too pretty to go to prison and i'm like "Mm, these are some facts Mm -hmm. maybe don't date a child yeah anyway so now we're at the jurgens they're eating pie with the gays i was gonna write down their last name but i don't think we ever learn it they're just the gays Mm -hmm. duncan and leon um and then uh they're talking about how they told george first because they thought he was going to be an obstacle and Mm -hmm. then they're like george taught us not to judge a book by its horrible horrible cover and then george is like am i really that horrible and everybody laughs Mm -hmm. because it's like obviously yes, yes you are the worst um uh, there's a piano in their living room, which I found interesting because no one in the house plays piano, only French horn. So I'm not really sure why they would have made that investment. I mean, but we whatever. don't know all of their talents. Maybe Molly plays piano. That's true. And I mean, maybe Amy started on the piano and then graduated to French horn because I guess that's yeah. what I did. But I just thought it was interesting. An interesting choice. And then uh, pregnant Amy enters and everyone touches her belly and it's kind of weird. Mm. Um then i guess they leave amy in the living room with the gays and then they molly and george go and eat pie in the other room and they're they have a whole conversation where they're like uh i don't want adoption you do want adoption same shit we've heard a million times who cares but then he's like oh i don't know if i've ever mentioned this in the last 20 episodes but i'm sorry that i cheated and she's like well i'm sorry too and then they forgive each other back to the name of the episode unforgiven by metallica um okay and then ashley i don't understand (laughs) this at all but i love it she like walks in she's kind of being a bitch and she's like you guys stink and then she drops an egg on the floor and leaves i said that is going to be my new go-to move (laughs) you just just carry an egg around with you at all times it's that whenever you're mad you can just throw it on the ground and walk away yes. <laughs> it's I, an inconvenience like, to anyone left with a broken egg and no one to it clean it is. up and yeah. like i mean like i i love the impulse just in general to throw things on the ground and walk yes. away but egg is perfect yes there's a song yeah. from yeah. saturday night live called throw it on the ground that you would enjoy yes. if you i think that. i showed yeah. you that song are you sure i didn't show I you that song I'm 99% sure I showed you that song. How long have you known about that song? Uh, I don't remember. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I watched it on Saturday Night Live when it okay. was on. I'm pretty sure you didn't show me the song, but maybe we just both know the song. Pretty sure I'm I pretty showed you the song. Because sure I'm didn't. pretty sure I like was listening to the song and I was like, this reminds me of Carrie. And then I like <laughs> showed you the song. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, eggs on the ground. Um... Oh, do you remember that time we were getting tattoos and that one girl came in and she was like, I want an A, but I thought she said an egg. Yeah. I just want to put this out here on a public platform. I would be willing to get a matching tattoo of an egg with almost anyone. Like any person (laughs) who wants a tattoo of an egg, hit me up. I think it would be really cute to get like a couple people and like one have like a fried egg and one have like a sunny side up and one have like a whole egg and one have like a hard boiled egg and then one have like a broken egg and just like just like an Mm -hmm. egg theme Mm -hmm. I just think it's fun anyway um so now we're in the living room with Amy and the gays uh they're like maybe you should shop around a little bit to make sure you're absolutely sure 
that you want to give this baby up because we've been burned before. And she's like, no, I'm absolutely sure, which is a lie. Mm-hmm. so like they have they have the correct instinct that like maybe you should continue thinking about this because it seems like you're not that into it yeah and like they talk about how like they used to have uh these foster kids that they really wanted to adopt and the parents said no because they were gay but like the parents also don't have custody of them so the kids are now just like bouncing around in foster care forever because they don't want their kids with gays which is yeah. really shitty yep. hate everything about that um uh and then they they say that they want to meet ricky because they're worried that he will want to block the adoption and she says i don't think he'll do that which is also a lie because he explicitly has told you multiple times he does not want the baby to be adopted yeah so i don't know where she's getting her information like this confidence is false um <laughs> And then she starts crying about Ben, which if I was a prospective parent, I'd be like, who the fuck is Ben? Like, literally, this isn't even the father. We don't care about this. But instead, they're very sensitive. Uh, Donovan gives her a handkerchief, which I just had to know. I should probably get a handkerchief because I always be needing tissues and I never have them on me. And I just like, it would just be convenient to have something that I can just like use and like wash and then like have it. Yeah. Don't Why don't people have handkerchiefs anymore? Essentially, I think they're kind of like I don't want to wash that and reuse it. Yeah. Like but how it's well like does that wash out? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, and then Leon is like, "I'll drive you to the Sausage King's house because I've always wanted to see the Sausage King's house." Whatever. Okay. So now we are in the in Ricky's basement. Ricky, I guess, I don't know if this is his bedroom, but he's just like hanging out on a futon in the basement. He's reading a book about babies that I tried to look up. Like I Googled the exact title, couldn't find it. I don't think it's a real book, but he's reading about babies and birth because I guess he's getting serious about fatherhood. More Um, serious than Amy is. Literally, has she ever read a book in her life? No. Whatever. Um, Okay, so now Jake shows up. Um, Jake comes trumping down the stairs and he's like i want to apologize for telling grace that you were sleeping with adrian and ricky is like i do not care because mm-hmm. he literally did not even know yeah. um and then jake is like i just i just want your forgiveness and ricky's like i just want my personal space or something okay and then they're like like ricky gets up and like comes around the futons so and now they're like standing by each other right And they're talking about, like, babies and Kendra and whatever. And Ricky says, I'm not interested in Grace or Adrian, okay? And then Jake is like, who are you interested in? And then Ricky says, you. And then he grabs him, and then they start making out. And then they lay down on the futon, and they make out some more, and it's hot, and then they get married. This I don't ship as at all. Uh, oh, he's good. This one. Okay, maybe they don't get married, but like I think they could um have a nice time together, and they would be a lot less problematic for each other than some of the other people in the show. And I feel like they could learn a lot from this relationship. And I just feel like their their sizes are very attractive together because you got like a like a little papa bear, baby bear situation. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And they also, they both have like face scars that kind of match. Plus it's like got that dynamic that we like about like Ricky with Grace where mm-hmm. it's like, like one is like Christian and one is like the bad boy and it's like right. they learn from each but other. Gay. 
but gay, which makes it better. So it's like yeah, already which is like, the same thing with Adrian and Grace. But like whole, like waiting until marriage thing is out the window because like but like Jake has been anymore. out the window in that regard and needs no convincing. Yeah, like exactly. Like no... they both would be very willing yeah. to have sex, and uh, they. I just think that maybe they could try. I mean, they got this whole basement to themselves. There's a futon. They're, they're okay. all okay anyway I guess um, my my problem is that unfortunately I vaguely like Ricky oh. as a character and I really dislike Jake yeah so I don't want that for Ricky okay I mean I feel like it would make them both better because right now I kind of don't like Ricky like yeah I mean he's being kind of an ass about the whole adoption thing and he's like treating both grace and adrian like crap and like i I don't think they deserve it he's treating them like crap but also he's always okay never mind he's up front with adrian he's not up front (laughs) with grace (laughs) yeah but i feel i don't don't know it's just it's just a little a little thought nugget for Mm -hmm. you to chew on whatever anyway what he actually says is that he's interested in amy because she's like the mother of his baby whatever so um then jake leaves ricky sits down and grace calls him and he's like i can't talk to you anymore and hangs up (laughs) and then grace calls adrian who answers and says hey chica blanca and i'm like (laughs) so into it yes please continue calling her that forever i literally wrote down are you kidding me (laughs) i'm obsessed um She's like, I have a confession. I called Ricky and lip gloss is like, I thought you weren't going to do that, but who cares? Uh, Her lip gloss looks particularly good in this scene. Just a note. And then she like gives her advice on how to get Ricky where she's like, oh, just like let him come to you. But it's a fake out because after they hang up, she immediately calls Ricky and is like, you should come over for sex. And Mm -hmm. he's like, no. So I guess this is just showing he's really serious about Adrian now because he said no to two other girls. One really serious about Amy. I guess. Is that what I said? You said Adrian. Who cares? Um, yeah, he's really serious about Amy. Whatever. Um, okay, so now last scene, it's Amy. Leon has driven her to the Sausage King's house where she wants to talk to Ben and um sausage king is like look amy i love you but you gotta you gotta chill ben needs to like make this decision on his own and you need to leave him alone and then she cries and then that's the end finally i have an issue with how molly and george always just let people into their house and amy it seems is never aware of who's coming over and she just walks into the room and like people who don't live there are there I would be so upset if I were her and you were just letting people in that I don't feel like talking to like I don't care who they are like if I wanted them here then I would have invited them in like ask me first yeah so I respect Ben's dad for uh turning down the visitor that Ben didn't know about and probably didn't want well, here's Regardless the thing is like, reasoning. if Ben had known that she was there, he definitely would have been all over that. He would have been like, I have to talk to her, whatever. Yeah, because he but wanted like, the sign that he loves, she loves yeah, him. Yeah. But like his dad was like serving as that barrier where he's like, look, Ben probably thinks he wants to talk to you right now, but like <laughs> he's acting like he doesn't want to talk to you. So I'm just shutting this down and I'm yeah. going to send you home and yeah. let him deal with it. So some good dadding on the Sausage King's part. Yes. And this has been Unforgiven. Cool. Any additional thoughts? 
absolutely not concerns not really um yeah okay it was it was pretty i mean as far as episodes go it was one of the more the less unenjoyable ones. yes i was indeed entertained yes so anyway this has been slow tech i'm anna i'm not sorry bye sorry According to binwise.com, cooking wine has a shelf life of about one year after opening. Freezing can make it last a bit longer, but unopened cooking wine can last for three to five years. After cooking wine has gone bad, you can still use it for cooking. It just won't taste the same and it's kind of sour, but you can still drink it and get drunk if you want to. So I probably wouldn't throw it away. This has been your PSA.